what is social media? It's video. Like 80% of what you see is video content. So if you're not doing video, you're not really communicating with your customers. You are listening to Amplifier Success Podcast, episode 301. And today we're going to discover how you can use video to create more rapport, build trust, and attract customers. You're ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. It's your host, Melanie Benson. And today I've got a special guest joining us. We're going to be talking about video and how we need to be using it differently to turn it into a client attraction and opportunity magnet. Um, We all know that video is huge, but a lot of people either don't really know how to maximize it, aren't really using it in the best way, feel a little paralyzed about what to say. And my guest is a long time marketing expert who I'm excited to share with you. Now, before I introduce you and we dig deep into today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about pulling all the puzzle pieces together in your business. I've been meeting with a lot of expert-based entrepreneurs to chat about what's next for them. And as we've been exploring the Amplifier Circle and Amplifier Mastermind opportunity that's opened up. And one of the things that comes up a lot is like, Millie, there's so many things I could be doing. How do I know what's really going to move the needle for me? Now, of course, today we're talking about one of the ways to really help shine the light on your authority and your expertise. But there has to be a clear picture of what you're going to do to elevate your message to stand out in a very crowded market and to make sure that what you're putting out there really is a magnet. And that means you've got to look at your messaging. You need to be looking at your authority platform and make sure it's highlighting and amplifying your unique business superpower. It's one of the key ingredients that a lot of people miss, especially the coaches and trainers and healers and people who have a service that they offer the world and they're they're coming more from their heart and, and their soul and their work. It's not always second nature to know how to market and put ourselves out there in a way that feels authentic and aligned. That's why I put my seven-step framework together because this is the framework that I've been using as a kind of a soul-led business owner. I find that um, finding a way to message what I do so it feels authentic and aligned and potent and exciting to the people that I want to work with, it takes a little bit to dig into it. So the seven pieces of my framework are the same seven pieces I've been using for years. I built my first six-figure business around it. I accelerated my business growth to high six and just cresting that seven figure mark. And I've also rebuilt and rebranded and pivoted several times using the same framework. And it works. It helps you bring another 125 to another 500K in revenue each year, depending on where you're at and what your goals are. Would you like it? I'd love to share it with you. Head over to amplifywithmelanie.com 
or wherever we're at, you can just DM me or message me and say, hey, Melanie, uh, I'd like that seven-step framework. Okay, AmplifyWithMelanie.com is the easiest place to get it. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, Amplifiers. I'm excited to talk video today with a longtime friend of mine, Coach Bob Rignaris. Now, Coach Bob and I have known each other for a very long time. He right? is now... I know, but been forever, it feels like, <laughs> or or the OG. But let me give you a little backstory on Bob so you can uh, get to know him as well. He's the co-founder of a company called Feed Stories. He's a digital marketing expert, and he's the author of not one book, not two books, but five books, including the fourth edition of The Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising. Since 1998, Bob has been helping his clients achieve their goals through digital media and storytelling, and he's eager to share his experience with you. Now, Bob is a sought-after expert in the area of Facebook advertising and deep funnel video marketing strategies, which is what really moves the needle with Facebook yeah. right now. And most importantly, Bob is husband to his high school sweet, sweetheart and a dad to two amazing daughters and is a high school basketball coach. I'm so excited to talk with you today, Bob. Like when we were talking before about what you're up to these days, I was like, oh yeah, we got to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Plus we just have to like, make sure we talk more often because we had a little bit of a break there, but yeah, it's been a while since uh, we first met and did some work together. So it's, mm -hmm. it's great just to always talk with you. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad. I'm glad I get to share you with the Amplify community now because you're pretty brilliant and you're doing some really cool stuff. So I always feel as part of the reason why I started my podcast, which I'm sure you also can relate to this, like I was having the most amazing conversations yeah. with these game changing people who were doing really cool stuff. And I'm like, man, it feels selfish just to keep these conversations to myself. How can right? I share them? <laughs> and I'm like, podcast. Yeah, so. absolutely. And you got a good one. And I appreciate the platform. Like, you know, amazing guests. I, how many episodes have you done now? Uh, we are bridging 290. Yeah, we'll we'll have uh, over 300 before 2022 is over. So it's amazing. Right. I, and I, obviously, I know a bunch of the guests you had, but I think yeah. the more important thing is like so many people that I haven't heard of. And that's why it, the platform is so cool as you get to meet new people, introduce new people. So I love mm -hmm. I love that we're doing this. Yeah, we could probably do a whole conversation about uh, the power of uh, paying attention to who's on other people's podcasts. <laughs> well, <laughs> right? There you go. That was a leading another question. angle. I gave you a leading another... answer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, let's talk about video. And, you know, I want to start with the, what I know to be true is I've had a lot of conversation with a lot of clients, a lot of entrepreneurs over the years about the power of video. And oftentimes, if somebody's already not hot about video, what, what emerges is a lot of excuses. Oh, yeah. And we know that these excuses actually get in the way of them tapping into the power of what can happen with video. But what do you hear emerge from people that gets in the way of them tapping into video? There's, there's three things we always hear. The first thing we hear is, I don't know what to say. So like, okay, what do I say? That's the first excuse. The second, the second one is, I don't know how to get it done. And then the mm -hmm. third one is, I don't know what to do with it when I've got it, right? And then we hear the things like, I don't, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I sound, right? It's all kind of like internal head trash type stuff. Mm -hmm. But like the three business reasons people do it are the three I mentioned. And 
in 2022 when we're recording this, like those are excuses that you really shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. And let's just dive right into this kind of unique way we're going to talk about video today, because I think when think people think about doing video, they think, oh, I need to do some IG reels, or I need to make a YouTube video, or I should do Facebook lives, but we're talking about something even more powerful. And it's almost like this is where video really like amplifies reach. Like, do you want to just set us up a little bit today for how we're going to talk about video? Yeah, I, I, I really... I mean, video wasn't on my radar. Like I said, I, I've been in Facebook world for so long, but in 2016, I was at a meeting at Facebook headquarters and every person from the company that went up there to talk about their little section talked about video. And they were like, you know, we're going to start emphasizing video. We're going to prioritize video. You're going to get greater engagement with video. And it was just like, I thought it was there to learn about more about Facebook ads. And what Facebook was telling me was we are switching our platform to be video based. And I went, oh, <laughs> like, okay, I need to pay attention to that. I, I actually ran downstairs during the lunch break and called my now business partner, Brandon Boyd. I'm like, hey, <laughs> like he's a, he's a copywriter and a graphic person. I'm like, we need to emphasize, like, we need to change what we're doing to be about video because that's where the world is going. And here we are six years later, what is social media? It's video. Like 80% of what you see is video content. So if you're not doing video, you're not really communicating with your customers and that's mm. a problem. Yeah. So what would you say is the most powerful video? that someone could use in their advertising and sales funnels right now? So, you know, I told you the excuse that, okay, I don't know. I know what to say. I don't like the way I look or sound. Well, you don't have to be the one on video. How about interviewing your customers? So one of the shortcuts that we have is just do what we're doing. We're on a Zoom call right now. You are interviewing me. You could get on a Zoom call with your customers and interview them about the impact you've had on their life. It's a testimonial. It's a video testimonial, which is more impactful because it's not fabricated. You get to read the body language. You get to see their eyes. You get to see their passion. You get to see the way they talk about what you do. And just asking a customer a few questions about how you changed their life and sharing that with your network could be the most powerful thing you'll ever do in your marketing. Yeah. It's almost like we take the testimonial and give it steroids, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and really like amplify the power that that client can do. Uh, you know, what this reminds me of is so many of those events that you and I have both sat in seats in those rooms where yeah. a mentor brings up a panel of their clients and talks to them about where they're at in their business and highlights how they've helped them have breakthroughs. But what you're saying is we can replicate that without ever leaving our office or having an expensive event. We don't. And obviously you need to be in a business where you impact people's lives. Like mm -hmm. I know a lot of the people you work with, all the people we work with, Mel, are, are they are impacting the world or impacting their lives. So if you have a great track record, if you do serve people, then you've transformed their life. And so you don't need a fancy setup for this. You, you, could, you could schedule a Zoom call and you can ask like three simple questions. Like, tell me where you were at in your life before you met me. Tell me what we did together for you to achieve this new result. And what does your life look like now? 
That is the most simple, basic form of a testimonial. Now, in that, you don't have to brag about yourself. <laughs> you don't have to give your credentials. You don't have to sell. All you have to do is basically take the spotlight away from you, put it on your customer, and they're going to do the bragging for you. So you got this whole, like, I don't like to talk. I don't like to brag. Like, okay, let your customers do it for you. And, and, and it's so much more authentic. Now, the cool thing, you know, we, we produce high quality video at Fee Stories, right? That's what we do. But this informal, like Zoom stuff that we're doing has become so prevalent from 2020 on that this has a high level authenticity. It's just a conversation that you and I are having and we could share this on social media and it's very powerful. You can do the same thing. I love this. I love the showcase and the, you know, highlighting a, a natural conversation between you and a client. Um, are there other types of video or other things we should be talking about on video that we would add into our digital marketing funnel? Yeah. And it really comes down to mindset of where your mm -hmm. customer's at. So you know, I, I talk about deep funnel marketing. It's really a concept that Eugene Schwartz taught in 1966. And it's the idea of you have to know where your customer's at. So one of the things that I see businesses making mistakes is that they're wrongly assuming that their customer knows who they are and they're even aware of the problem that they're having. So one of, one of the things that I love sitting down with the client is let's break down your message to like, how would you speak to a cold audience? So one of the videos you could do is just basically calling out the problem that you serve, hmm. right? This is the problem that this business that we own and love solves. Now, not everybody has that problem or they don't, maybe they have the problem, but they're not willing to solve it. But one of the things we do in this, we'll call it the post iOS 14 world where privacy, you know, you can't target anymore. Well, we can still target with our content. So, you know, if you, Melanie, were going to talk to business owners about starting their own podcast, you could talk, you could put a video together talking about some of the issues that business owners have in regards to getting a podcast started. Now, if I'm not interested in a podcast, I'll scroll by. But if I'm interested in that, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like I'm, I do a podcast or I'm interested in that. Let me hear more. That's what you're waiting for. You're waiting for that person to lean in, right? Once you get that signal, then you could start to go, okay, well, we have solutions to those problems. So one video we like to call it, I, informally, we call it a grabber <laughs> or a, to <laughs> like a tofu video. It's basically just going, I'm trying to get your attention. Yeah. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just trying to get your attention. And, and that way you're serving the public by not selling them something. What you're doing is I'm calling out people that have this problem and I'm going to introduce a solution for them. It may not be the solution they want. It may be the solution they want, but all I'm doing at the top of the funnel is I'm calling out and I'm building awareness, I'm getting attention and I'm creating a smaller audience for me to actually market to. Hmm. I, this is such a powerful strategy. And as you're talking, I was realizing <clears throat> the video conversations that I have, uh, these being one of them, uh, I also have video conversations I have with one of my podcast partners. Those are the most watched videos I put out, except inside my Facebook group, which are my solos. But, um, and we test to see which videos are getting the most 
engagement from that community. Right. And then we lean into that and create messaging and emails and stuff like that, that uh, take those conversations even deeper. So we're doing a little bit different than the way you're explaining, but you know, I, I think this really goes into that mindset of being willing to test what people are going to respond yeah. to. Yeah. And that's a key thing. You know, we, we kind of grew up right in this space where you like you, you ultra optimize your marketing funnel so that you yeah. found the most optimal path. And you and I know that like, that's not the way to do things. Like if you look at a shopping mall, how many doors lead into that shopping mall? Dozens, if not hundreds, you can have the same thing in your business. You may have five, six, seven different ways people come into your business. So why don't you have videos for all of those, right? You don't have to just, your job is to find the ones that work. And there might be some messages that fall flat and that's okay. You just, you just set them aside and video is so easy to do and it's so cheap to do. Like, why wouldn't you just keep testing different ways to introduce people to your business? It's, it's a fantastic way to do it. Now you're doing it with a warm audience, right? So you've got an audience of people that know you, they like you, they trust you, but they're still voting with their engagement, right? Yep. You know, you could look at how many vid- how many minutes of video were watched. You could look at how many comments, how many likes, how many shares. Those are all signals. It's signaling to you. It's also signaling to the platform, like what, what's this audience interested in? So you got to pay attention to those signals. And then like you, like you said, like, okay, they love this video. They love this topic. Now I'm going to write a blog post on it. I'm going to do a, a show about it. I'm going to create a product about it. I mean, they're giving you the signals. So that's where you, you pay attention to that. And then you go deeper with it. Mm, I love it. This gets my marketing brain on, on uh, super fired mode. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Watch out. Millie doesn't sleep a lot when her marketing brain is on super fire <laughs> mode. <laughs> uh, so you said something though, that makes me kind of curious about um, how we get people to respond because I know people who are putting great video out and they get crickets, right? Yeah. And then there's people who really have the, the nailed the engagement part of this. Like what is your advice to someone to get more responses to the video you're putting out? Okay. Two, I don't like to talk about hacks. Like I'm a coach. I love fundamentals, yeah. but let, yeah. let's talk about two things that you want to do. Number one, okay. you need to have a hook at the beginning of your video. You would never write an email without a subject line. You would never write a sales letter or anything without a headline. Your video has to have a hook. And so the first seven to 10 seconds of your video has to hook the viewer. And if it doesn't hook them, they're going to go fast. They're going to scroll right past you. If you're like flying your logo in at the beginning, or if you have like, like if you're doing a podcast, so I, I know you do this and I'm sure you do this. If you, if you don't, you're going to change it. But like <laughs> at the start of our podcast, we find the most interesting tidbit that the guest said. And that's the first thing that they hear on the podcast. Boom. They're hooked. If they found that interesting, they're going to engage and listen to the rest of it. The second thing you absolutely have to do, if you're going to publish a video on social media, have captions like get it transcribed using an automated tool or use a live one like rev.com because 80% of people watch video with the sound off. So they need to be able to understand what you're talking about in the video without turning the volume on because where are people watching videos at work? Yep. At the dinner table, 
in the bathroom <laughs> while they're commuting, yeah. right? They they are engaging with your video, but they're they're reading. So one of the things we found is it, when you add captions, you absolutely increase engagement. So those two things alone are going to absolutely skyrocket your engagement. Those two things. Hmm. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. Um, putting out video without a way for them to have captions. And it wasn't easy to find a way to do that. So I'm glad that you shared that tool because I think that's going to be really helpful for a lot of people. There's a lot of automated tools like rev.com has both an automated one, but also like an actual human. Mm -hmm. Um, But now there's like, there's so many AI tools and it's getting better and better. In fact, I think like Facebook and LinkedIn, YouTube, like have it built in now. So you Mm -hmm. can actually ask them to transcribe it. Um, otter.ai is another one. Like it's probably 10, 15 cents a minute, but it's absolutely worth it because the, the amount of engagement you get, it just skyrockets when you use it. So whether it's automated and imperfect or a human does it and it's perfect, um, you want to have that done. Yeah. Imperfect is better than nothing. <laughs> yes, we'll hook absolutely. up those tools in the show notes for you as well, in case you're scrambling going reverse, reverse. What yeah. did he say? What did he say? Yeah. yeah. Uh, our, R-E-V, yeah. R-E-V.com, otter.ai. There's a number of those. Yeah. We use otter.ai, but anyway, there's a lot, a lot of nuances in using yeah. that. So uh, I want to talk about the idea of using video as ads. Okay. Like, let's go a little bit deeper into this. And again, like with any good strategy, the moment everybody understands it there, people are going to do it over and over and over again. It's very easy to be white noise. Right. Right. And I think we're going to start seeing that with video. We're already seeing that with reels. People are just like, they're maybe scrolling through the entertaining ones and then no action is being taken. Yeah. If we're going to turn video into ads for our business, what are like, I mean, maybe you got like three things that we could do to really make sure it's working for sure. us and not against us. So the, the biggest challenge for you as an advertiser, when you're doing video advertising, so you're doing it on YouTube or what, like Instagram reel or Facebook or TikTok, you are interrupting them. <laughs> like you, they are not there to watch your ads. You are there to interrupt their zone out time, pleasure time, whatever. Uh, Let's say they're on YouTube and they're learning how to cook this dinner tonight and they're going through and the chef's doing whatever. And then there's a commercial break and it's you talking about podcast or me talking about video or something, right? You're interrupting them and you're asking them to stop doing what they had planned to do and to go over to your, to your site. Think about that. That like, is there, is there a bigger challenge in marketing than that to like interrupt their free time? So you have to understand you're interrupting them. And so you have to really give good value. You have to give a good reason. You got to have a hook at that beginning of the video to like, like you have to make what you are saying more important than what they were doing. Now that seems kind of cruel, but that's actually what it is. You're interrupting what they're doing. So you really have to be good at making that pattern interrupt you have to hook them. You have to, this, this is copywriting skills, right? Melanie, like it's, it's fundamental, but you have to be able to, to deliver a good story and move them from what they were doing to something else to pay attention to you. And that's, that's the most critical skill. Mm-hmm. And then what I talked about before is understanding whether you're running ad to a cold person who hasn't heard of you, whether you're running a retargeting ad to somebody who has heard of you, 
or you're running it to somebody who is like absolutely a customer and maybe you're introducing something new, your approach is going to be totally different. So what we like to say as a general rule, if you're interrupting somebody that you don't know, you probably want to keep it short and simple. If you're retargeting somebody who has heard of you, you've got a little bit more grace. And if you're targeting a customer, you've got much more grace. So you can tell a longer story. So always keep in mind where they're at mindset, but no matter whether they're cold, warm, or a customer, you better be interesting. You better have something valuable to say and be able to deliver the value in that video so that they, are, they don't become disgruntled and they block you or ignore you. Ignore. Yeah. I think that's the, <laughs> the real key there, right? It's so yeah. easy to just click away and not lean into these um, spotlights and you need to figure out what's going to get people to pay attention and, and keep coming back. Yep. And I want to draw some distinctions here because as you're talking and realizing these type of videos are different than maybe some of the other videos that they're creating for brand awareness and to yeah. kind of build momentum, a video ad is, is there like a certain timing on it? Is it in a certain place? Maybe just give us a little bit of clarity around what makes that video ad different than the other kinds of video. There's definitely nuances based on the platform you're on. Mm -hmm. So you always want to, you always want to run it. You want to run ads on platforms that you're familiar with. I know that's not always the case because maybe you're not somebody that goes to YouTube or maybe you're not a Facebook or a real user, but you need to be generally familiar with that platform enough to know like what style of video is going to be acceptable. Like mm -hmm. you don't want to put something necessarily that's like divergent to what the platform is all about. Okay. But in general, if, if they don't know you, you need to be short and sweet. Okay. You need, you need to okay. make sure that like, if they don't know you, your only job there is to build awareness. Your job is not to sell anything. Basically what you're selling is to, is to stop what they were doing to pay attention to you for a short time. If you're retargeting, meaning like I'm, I'm running as to somebody who's already visited my website, or I've set up a custom audience of, of people that know me, you have, you have more grace to go a little bit longer. But again, remember, this is like if we're running ads, they're still on social media. So you're not going to run like a 10, 20 minute sales video. Now I've seen people do it and maybe it's working, but in general, you got to really get to the point, you know, you got to be able to capture their attention and hold that attention for that time. Mm -hmm. Now, what I prefer to do is like take them off of social media and move them to your website. Like don't try to sell them on the medium they're at, like get them off of the thing that's distracting them, move them to your site. And that's where you're going to have more ability to sell them. So you know, a landing page with the video, but even better, like really what we're getting back to is you take them off social media, you get them on your email list, right? And then you actually sell to them through email. And like, this is pre 2010 stuff, but this is really what's working these days is getting them off of social media, getting into your media where the, where you have more attention span. Yeah, that's where you nurture the relationship. And I, yeah. I, I have found, and maybe this is just me, but I have found that cold leads convert very poorly for me outside yeah. of if I have done a talk on someone else's podcast, which really is like 
tends to defy the odds for me. (laughs) But if it's just a cold lead, we really have to develop a relationship with them in our email community and then invite them into something else before I find them to be a good lead for me. And um, what I love about what you're sharing here is, and and this is maybe the impression I'm getting, maybe tell me if I'm right, is that if we're going to be spending money on ads right now, especially on Facebook, video is the way to go. Like, am I hearing that right? You are. And the the strategy is this, um, you, (laughs) any, anyone in a professional or service space is having the same experience you are, is that you're not going to convert somebody right away unless it is a dire need. I do see in the e-commerce space, if you're product-based and you've got something that's kind of like point of sale, like, hey, that's cool. You know, I need that type of thing. You can convert a cold lead really quickly. But most of the people that I work with are selling things that are complex. They're expensive. They need to be explained. They're not like, hey, I need this right now. So you have to be thinking about I need to get them into a place where I can nurture them. And I love that you use that word, building rapport and nurturing that person. If you're a person who is an influencer or you're performing some sort of home service, personal service, business service, you have a trust gap that you have to overcome. Now, I don't know how big that gap is for that person to you, but you have to understand that there's a gap that has to be bridged. And so you do that with trust-based content. And to me, video is the best way to do that. Totally. They can see you. It's your, like, again, it's your body language. It's how you speak. It's how you look. It's, you know, all those things. It's, it's as close to being in front of that person, you know, in person as you can get. And I think it's the best way to do that in this digital age. I agree. Trust. I think we can stand out as an influencer, but that doesn't give us automatic trust anymore. No, 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 no. Not, uh, as not fact, oftentimes, it, it might work against us sometimes. And so, you know, building that trust through video is one of the most powerful ways that we can build a connection with people. So yeah. I love this so much. Oh my gosh. I'm actually getting excited about digging deeper <laughs> into video, just talking to you. Like my, as I said, my brain kind of got fired up. I, I know, uh, as someone's listening in right now, they're probably wondering like, okay, like I want to make sure I'm doing the right videos. How do I like put this all together? Do you have a resource or maybe a great place someone could get started learning more about all of the ways you guys are helping people with video? Yeah. Head over to feedstories.com. That's F-E-E-D stories, plural.com. We've got a couple resources and I'm actually working on one right now that's going to be released soon. Uh, But we have a content masterclass So one of the challenges, like, what do I write about? We've got this really cool tool that you can download and a 45 minute training. It's all free. That'll help you basically never run out of ideas. And then they go to feedstories.com for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's all there. And then the other thing we're working on is solving the the third issue, which is what do I do with the video when I get it? Um, I'm I'm editing and perfecting this document, which I'm very proud of, which will basically give you like a blueprint for free, how to take a video, what to do with it, where to put it. Um, it's going to be awesome. It's like life-changing for people. You're going to send me that when you're done with it, right? Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> and we will link it back up to the show notes when Bob's got it ready. Cause I know that's going to be really helpful. Thank you so much, Bob. Like I, I just, I, as you're listening in, 
first of all, you know, we're going to have this conversation over in the Amplify Your Authority Facebook group. And if you're in there with us, I want you to tell me how you're going to use video because I don't want you to just listen to this. I want you to get into action with this. And I don't care what kind of business, what kind of service, what kind of offerings you have. Everybody can use video to amplify the reach of their brand message. And as Bob's sharing with us, you know, figure out what people are interested in and then figure out how to really talk to those prospects that are honestly half the time they're out there lingering and stalking you anyway. They're just not taking action. They're hungry so. for more of you. Yeah. Give them what they totally. want. Totally. Well, Bob, that's fantastic. I love it. Now, this is the time in the conversation that I am learning our Amplify community finds to be one of the favorite parts of the conversation. I want to find out a little bit more about Bob, the human being and the business owner who's had lots of learnings and transformation and growth over the years. Uh, As long as I've known you, I know you've probably had a couple of these opportunities, but what would you say is the boldest thing you've ever had to do to amplify the success of your business? Easy. In 2004, I went to a Dan Kennedy conference. Bill Glazer uh, was Dan's partner at that time. On day two, he said, hey, I'm thinking of starting a mastermind group. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to accelerate your growth and move to the next level, I want you to apply. I went, Oh yeah. Like you have those times, Melanie, where like the universe goes, hello, like <laughs> you, you need to pay attention to this. I took that sheet. Now I was, I was selling like a piece of software. I was like a, a, a very junior green marketer at the time, but I knew that's where I needed to be. I, I went to my room. I wrote, hand wrote out why I should be part of that group, handed it in, got a call from Bill a couple of days later, welcomed me in the group. It was 12,000 a year. I, had, I, I couldn't afford it, but I knew I couldn't afford not to be there. In that group, I met Allie Brown. I met um, Rob Berkeley, Victor Chang, Ryan Dice, Russell Brunson, people who I now consider friends and colleagues. And obviously getting to know Allie is how you and I got to know each other. Mm-hmm. It was the one thing that catapulted me. It was connections that I never knew I would be able to have. It was, it, it was basically just getting in a time warp and it just pushed me ahead. Uh, within a year, I, within two years, I, I wrote my first book. Um, I spoke on a number of stages within six months of being in that group. They encouraged me to get on stage. Like it totally catapulted my career. By far the most courageous, dangerous, exciting thing I've ever done. If I didn't do it, I'm not sure you and I'd be talking today. Isn't that profound to think of the ripples of one decision, one positive decision or a negative decision? Like it maybe didn't work out the way you'd hope. Every single decision we make does have powerful ripples that are made if you choose to see them and engage in them. And so I'm grateful. I'm grateful you said yes. I have a feeling you and I would have crossed paths at some point, but- um, it does, it does accelerate the impact we can make in our business. So well done. It's, it's, Bob. it's kind of fun when you could trace it back though, isn't it? Totally. Well, yeah. I remember the day I met you. I think we probably crossed paths at those events, the Dan Kennedy events. Cause I, I went to many of them, but yeah. I remember the day we actually moved from kind of casual acquaintances to 
having more of a friendship. And that yeah. was when you were speaking at Ellie's event. So yeah, totally. Um, second question and our last question for today, what is one thing you wish you would have done sooner now that you know what you know about your business and what it was going to take? So one of the most difficult things in my business was in 2009 when the economy crashed. Mm -hmm. I was very heavily invested in staff and fixed costs, and I was not ready for um, the for things to collapse so quickly, like our revenue dried up so quickly and we were tied to so many things and I had so many fixed costs. So I wish I had had more variable costs. <laughs> and yeah. obviously as I've grown my next few businesses, we have most, we have all contractors um, and it's set up so that we can grow and scale when we're busy and we could pull back when we're not. So my cash flow and profits are are very predictable because of that. So I learned a very hard lesson, <laughs> a very hard lesson um, back in 2009. But um, I guess I wish I would have paid more attention to that prior and maybe would have saved me some pain. But mm -hmm. I absolutely learned my lesson through that pain. Yeah, I learned a similar lesson through that one. So I feel you on that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I had flexible team, but still sometimes it's you don't know how to be nimble until you know right. how to be nimble. But right. I think that's a very profound share. And I think a lot of us, when times are good, we turn a blind eye to things yes. because it's just, it doesn't need our attention. And right. the moment things turn upside down, we have to really like lean in and, and evaluate and say, what needs to shift to make it through this downturn, right? And we've yeah. had several opportunities to um, look at those moments as we went into the pandemic. I know I quickly went, okay, what did I learn the last two times? Yeah. What do I need to do differently right now to, to navigate this? So I'll, I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you a bonus one. Sure. Um, prior to the pandemic, we we realized how critical video was. And we also realized how difficult it was for people to get it done. We said, we need to, fo we need to figure out a way to make video much easier. And we actually were looking to develop an app to like, okay, maybe somebody can turn on their phone and have somebody direct them through. And it so happens about two months after we were thinking about it and kind of designing it, a company had already done it, reached mm -hmm. out to us and said, hey, we need beta testers for this. And we like went, wow. So we invested in that in 2019. We, we got trained, we got staff. So March, 2020 hits and things stopped for two weeks. And then April, May, and June of 2020 were our busiest months of our company's history because everyone was ready to do remote video and we were ready to do it. So it was like, it was another time where it was like, something told us we needed to make that investment and we did it kind of before it was needed and nobody really used it until they were ready to use it and we were ready. So that was a really cool moment in our company's history. Okay, Bob, I had to ask this because I know you well enough to know you're not the most woo guy on the planet, but I feel like what you just said is a very powerful lesson in learning, listening to your intuition. Would you agree? 
Oh, I'm very intuitive. And that's probably something we haven't talked a ton about, but okay, um, more catch up time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We could do another whole podcast on that. Like I became very intuitive when uh, my business collapsed in 2009. Like Mm. I got to hear, I I started to hear things and feel things. So Mm. that pain I went through, like it was, it was transformational. So I've learned Mm. to trust my gut and listen to that, that soft voice in my ear. And uh, so, yeah. I'm, I'm much okay. more intuitive than maybe you're giving me credit for. Well, uh, I should not have maybe said it that way, but what I want to um, acknowledge is that uh, when we get those opportunities to hone our intuition and then we really keep moving through and developing that muscle, it's one of the most powerful skills in business. And I also in 2009 got to learn how to listen to my yeah. intuition for all the wrong reasons, but, yeah. uh, or all the bad reasons, but it's, it's, um, we get these crash courses and we can yeah. lean into it or we don't. And I'm just, I love that you brought that into the conversation today. Yeah. Now it's, it's, it's critical. Um, yeah. However, however you name that voice is not important to me. It's just that you got to acknowledge that it's there. And if you don't acknowledge it's there, you're probably not tuned into it, but there is, there are forces that are pushing you in the right direction there are people that are talking to you and you, you just need to tune in and listen. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been very important the last 15 years, you know, that we're, that to really trust that intuition in your gut. And it, it does not steer you wrong. Sometimes it doesn't mm-hmm. steer you into like roses and sugar plum. Like sometimes it steers you into difficult places, but you need to go through those places because like it's an accelerant and it pushes mm-hmm. you in a place where it really sets you up for, you know, not just being successful, but just like having a complete life. Boom. This is a great place to end today. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for sharing that part of the journey and helping us fine tune our our intuitive uh, muscle a little bit. Thank you. If you're listening in, my friend, I want you to go and get Bob's free resource. This is going to transform your video, feedstories.com. And uh, if you missed anything, you can always head over to the show notes. Thanks, Bob, for being with me today. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com. And I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going, and I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name, and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media. 